Welcome, everyone, to the Flourish We Grow Together podcast. Coming from Westchester, Pennsylvania, we have a lush, sustainable, and inspiring co-working space and event space, and we're bringing that to you virtually with the Flourish We Grow Together podcast. I'm Laura D. Francesco, founder and CEO of Flourish Coworking Space and Dean Street Law. Hello, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and I'm the co-founder of Flourish. And I am Casey, the community manager of Flourish. So today I'm super excited. We're going to be getting into talking about expanding our goals, our dreams, our visions, something I am super, super passionate about. But before we get into that, I have to share with you guys some news. Oh my gosh, what is the news? Let us hear it. So for the last two days, I've done something that I haven't done in months. Oh, is it shaved your legs? Because same. Casey, I was going to say the same thing. I kid you not. I was like, but why would she shave her legs two days in a row? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I didn't think about that. You really put that one together. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do shave my legs two days in a row. Oh God. I might be the weird one over here. Yeah, I think we should uh, take some notes. But what were you going to say, Laura? I've been lifting. I've been working out lifting weights. Oh my gosh. How are you lifting in quarantine? So here at the farm, we have the barn gym. And so it's not much, but it's just like a couple dumbbells and barbells and uh, boxes and stuff. And we had a weighted ball as well. So for the last two days, we've done what are what's the really really serious hardcore workout place called? CrossFit. Yes. So for the last two days, we've done CrossFit workouts. Oh. And I'm not gonna lie, my hammies and my inner thighs are just screaming. Oh my gosh! Is because you usually go to iCore. Is that similar to CrossFit? It is pretty similar, to be honest, but. Recently, I've been going to I-Corps for flipping and gymnastics and tumbling and everything. If everybody doesn't know, I absolutely love to flip. So I just got a layout and a half, which is really fun. But I've been typically going to I-Corps for flipping instead of lifting recently. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's so good. Have you been liking it? You're obviously really sore. Oh, I've been loving it. Bear did the run with me yesterday. We started out the workout with a mile run, uphill, of course, which is great. (laughs) And he did the run with me, which I thought was so sweet. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. Bear trying to keep up. Yeah, I'm still keeping up with our challenge. We have a two-week challenge that we do where for every eight workouts in two weeks – You get to reward yourself with $100 of merch and news update too. I'm also returning all of the athletic gear that I got because – the fancy athletic gear that I got because it ended up not fitting. They sent all the wrong sizes. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, really? I know. Well, at least that creates space for something. You can get something else now. Not too bad. Oh, exactly. I love that. 
that's a good thought. That's a good way to think about it. Um, but are you guys still doing our two week challenge? Yes, I've been doing. It. I've been doing. Me and Linz will do some yoga workouts together or YouTube workouts, and then I'll, I've been taking my sister's online solid core class a couple times a week, which has been really, really hard. I honestly highly recommend people to do it because it's, yeah, it's pretty intense. And I was wondering how it would be different because usually in class you're on a machine, but you do it on sliders. Like you're on, your toes are on sliders the whole class. So it takes a lot of like core strength, arm strength. And she just like, she kills you. She's a, she's a drill sergeant, my sister. So. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Alex flew hardy. So are you able to take it from her Instagram or does she have like a private zoom class that people can contact her about? Solid Core launched an online platform. So you go on to the website, you can sign up for classes, $15 for the virtual classes, and then you'll be sent a Zoom link and you can join. And it has all the um, the instructors. So you can pick your instructor and whatnot. But it's been really cool. She's had people from like, different countries taking her class. Revolve actually posted that it was like the best at-home workout. Oh my gosh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? So they had like a bunch of people from other countries signing up and stuff too, so... Do you think that they'll continue that after? I think so, yeah. After quarantine's done because I feel like it's been such a hit. Yeah, I think that they are going to. And then offer it obviously at a much lower price just because you're not on the fancy solid core equipment, you know? But it's Is it all body weight? All body weight. Well, actually you she uses like you can use like little uh cuz she does arm series so you can use um little dumbbells or paint cans or whatever you have. But I think that they are going to continue like having some online too. That's awesome. So then will she spend part of her time doing like in classes and then doing online classes? I'm not sure what that will look like. Like I'm not sure if they'll have separate instructors just for online. Like I know her, she'll be going back to her studio, but yeah, I don't know if it'll be like online and offline or if they'll have separate coaches for each, but I hope she continues to do it because I like taking her class. And then for anyone who doesn't know, Alex is the – she's the manager of which location? Rittenhouse. She's the manager of the Solid Core Rittenhouse location in Philly. Yes, in Philadelphia. She's a great class. It's literally the hardest workout class I've ever been to. Yeah, she's, she's killer. I was just laughing the whole time that I took it because I was like, I can't do any of this. Oh, no. Seriously, <laughs> same still. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to stop. She's like, Casey, get your hands off your legs. I'm like, I literally will fall over, so <laughs> – like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I love that. Well, if you guys want to join our two-week challenge, you can join us with the Flourish online community. We have that linked in the show notes. So feel free to join us and we check in with each other about how everybody's doing with their movement in their lives. Yes. And then today is a super, super exciting day. We launched our podcast. Yes, we did. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Woo-hoo. You guys will have known this because obviously you're listening to the podcast and this is being pre-recorded, so it'll come out in a few weeks or months. But today, April 22nd, 2020, we launched our podcast in a short three weeks. I'm shocked. We just pulled that together, whipped it together. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like honestly it wouldn't have happened without Casey. She like really took the reins on this and got it together. That is not true. Lindsay is like a tech 
genius. She's uploading it on all the platforms. She's making all the graphics. Like it was a it was a team effort for sure. And I'm just excited because we have a lot of really awesome guests, and I hope that you guys have heard some of them. And we have a lot of upcoming guests as well, which will be really fun. I'm excited. I have learned so much just recording the podcast. It's been incredible. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think. Every person that has been on has been just so knowledgeable in their like niche field. And it's just been so cool to listen and learn. And I can't wait to listen to them all back too. I know, me too. I think it's super important that everybody takes that moment to celebrate a victory in their life because this is huge. And if we were to just let it be another work day, I think that that really undermines the work that you do and you put so much energy to bring things to life. So I think it's really important as we're talking about expanding your goals and dreams and visions to really let those moments of victory sink in and feel it and enjoy it and savor it and shout it to the rooftops, whether you're launching a podcast or you just got a raise. I think that you need to share with your crew the exciting things that are going on in your life. 100%. And it's also funny because we were supposed to launch the podcast today, which we did. We still launched today. But I am just like, I'm I'm the worst person in the world because I thought that when you upload your podcast to the hosting platform, so like how podcasts work is you have a distributor and you upload your audio recordings onto the distributor, you create an RSS feed And then you use that RSS feed and you have to submit it to other platforms. So like the other platforms are your Spotify's, Apple iTunes, um, Apple Podcast, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of those things, Stitcher. So you have to submit your RSS feed. And then the submit process is like, (laughs) it can be anywhere from like 20 minutes to like two weeks long. So I thought that I'd like submit it and then be like, oh, we're good to go. But it's not like that. And so we're still waiting for a couple of the platforms in current time to actually approve us. And I just keep refreshing and refreshing and waiting for them to approve us. So we launched today, but we're not out everywhere today. But I think it's just like some of the funny background stuff that happens when you do this type of stuff. Right. A hundred percent. And Lindsay, don't be hard on yourself because you're not the worst. You did it. And how are we supposed to know? I mean, I've never done this before, but I mean, it's up and it'll be up on all platforms and we're on Spotify and that people can listen through our website too. So there's plenty of places for people to listen. So if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, we made it to the other side. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) There are always trials and tribulations, though, in every aspect of every dream and goal that you have. It's just truly learning curves that you figure out as you go. And you have to smile and laugh about it and have a good attitude and just refresh the page a thousand times because – It's just a a fact of life that there will be challenges for anything worth doing. It's so true. And I think it's just, it's cool and fun too to just kind of have an idea and then you just figure it out as you go kind of thing, you know? Like no one knows what they're doing when they first start out doing anything. So I think it's natural to just have these little road bumps and then you learn for the next time. Yeah. And I think that because of that, it's important that 
You have to love the process. You can't just love when everything is done. You have to also love the process because there's going to be ups and downs. And if you're not happy during the process, then the process is what usually takes longer. <laughs> so, Great. Well, and I think ultimately you won't be happy when things actually – when you're actually in your place of achievement – If you weren't happy in your time of journey, you're not going to be happy once you get to your final destination because it's a fact of happiness that you have to understand it and you're you're never going to be happy when you finally get there because by the time you get there, you will always want something more. Agreed. I think that that's such good points, like both of them. Like you have to enjoy the process and you have to kind of celebrate the little wins too as you go just so, you know, because it is – Every little achievement is a big achievement. And if you're not happy with those, then you're not going to be happy with the big things. And you're just always going to be kind of chasing your tail. Well, let's talk about how we all dream and grow and create visions of futures that we want to bring to reality. Let's go. Let's do it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. You start. Let's do it. (laughs) It's a bold topic. Let's get into it. I feel like... There are so many things that your heart calls you to and a little bit like the book that we read in the Flourish Book Club, Big Magic, some of those ideas settle on you and make you really happy and you want to start pouring energy into, but there's a certain level of commitment that you have to make to that idea and dream for it to become a reality and so What I like to do in my process is think of every single dream that I absolutely love, no holds barred. Really, truly, if you want to become the next Oprah or the next JK Rowling or whatever it is, have faith in yourself and the world and everything that that is a possibility for you. And then once you come up with all of these ideas really figuring out what you connect to and what inspires you and lights you up because so much of that journey is going to be challenging and you need something that's going to continually fuel you. And I'm personally fueled by more external factors than internal factors. So I've always been fueled by having a significant impact on the world. My mission in life is to inspire millions of women and entrepreneurs, and that's always been such a huge driving force to me, and I've seen that pattern emerge through so many different things. I mean, when I was young, like 10 to 15 years ago, I think, when I was competing in Miss Teen Pennsylvania, USA, my you had to have three words to describe you. And rather than using adjectives, I said, here to inspire. And it's funny because now that I'm writing a book, that is something that I feel so drawn to, which is something that I've focused on for many years in my life. So I think that the biggest part, if I can say anything about dreaming and creating a vision, is just not having any caps on what that can be and truly reaching for the moon and just thinking of every outcome that would make your heart sing. I love that, Laura. I feel like it's super inspiring. And also I feel like you in general are such a big dreamer. So it's like 
amazing to be around you. And I think that also that's an important aspect of like chasing goals and big dreams is surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, like-minded like that. Like both of you guys, I feel like are so like dream driven and you really feel like there is nothing that you can't do or can't achieve when you, you know, put your mind to it. And I think that's just such an important thing too. Like even feeling at my last job, like, you know, kind of how you describe how you weren't feeling like yourself. That's kind of how I felt at my last job. And it's almost like when you're in that headspace with those types of people around you, it keeps you smaller in a way, you know, like it makes you feel like you can't achieve those things. So I also think like an aspect of it is putting yourself in a position where, you know, you're around people who also have that viewpoint. And that makes you inspired to keep, you know, going for your dreams or just trying out different things. I so agree with that. And one of the coolest things that I've learned about is the concept of expanders. And I think that that is exactly what you're talking about. So I learned about this from Lala Delia, who's the author of Vibrate Higher Daily. And she has an awesome Instagram if you want to check her out. I saw her speaking at the Girl Boss Retreat back in October of 2019. And she talked about having expanders in your life. And those are the people who are helping you expand your vision of what's possible for your life. And they could be role models who are further along than you, or they could be people that you know, or they could be people that you don't know. And I always like to keep, I think, less than five. You only want to have a couple expanders because I think otherwise you get confused about who you want to be. But I like to keep like two to four expanders in my life of people who I look up to, who I see are farther down the road than me and really let them expand my vision of what's possible. For me, those are JK Rowling. She's always been one of my greatest inspirations. It would be my absolute dream to publish a book, and I would love to p- publish a fantasy series as well, but to publish a book period and become an author. And she had so much confidence in her work, even though she had hesitations as well. And she's someone who's super inspiring for me. Of course, Lauren Bostic from Skinny Confidential is one of my expanders. Kenzie Burke is one of my expanders. And I think Lala Delia as well is one of my expanders. So, you know, those are a couple of the people. If I think more, I think of like Joanna Gaines or Rachel Hollis as being other women that I really look up to and follow what they're doing in their life as, you know, inspiration for me. Totally. That's awesome. And those are all really amazing women to look up to. Oh, absolutely love them. And then there's also this concept of reinforcers. So those are the people in your life. You have your expanders who are expanding your vision of what's possible and then reinforcers. And those are the people who are supporting you every day, cheering you on, making sure you know that you're supported and that they're there on the journey with you because the journey will get challenging as much as you want to love and embrace the journey. It's also something where you're going to need reinforcements behind you to make sure that they back you up and keep pushing you forward. So those are your reinforcers in your life. And I think, Casey, that's a lot of what you're talking about too is not only having somebody who expands your vision, but also have people there who are cheering you on and proud of you and making you feel good about what you're doing in life. Yeah, that's so, so important. And 
Yeah, no, I feel lucky that I have Lindsay as my best friend for so long. And I feel so lucky to be working with you guys because like, seriously, <laughs> like, I feel like I forget where I read this. It was like a blog or a book. I don't remember. But they were talking about the idea of like forklift. Like when people are a forklift, they like lift you up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, but like, it's funny to say like, sometimes I actually feel like a forklift. <laughs> no, but like, it's like you want to be surround yourself with forklifts almost like people who are just going to lift you up and cheer you on and encourage you and you know whatever your wildest craziest dream is you know be there to back you up in it so I really feel like that is such a good I mean I don't know if it's the best I love that no I think that's fantastic you know and I think too it can be hard when you're really paving a way that's new and that people in your life might might not be comfortable with. So James and I were ironically just talking about this today when I told my family that I was going to quit my job to start my own company. There was a lot of resistance. <laughs> and they eventually came around, but they were very nervous for me and they could be acting out of love, but it's hard to take those divergent paths in life when you don't have your crew behind you like chanting your name and just knowing from the bottom of their heart too that this is the right move for you. But, you know, it's important to take that step anyways. But then once I started Flourish or talked to them about wanting to start Flourish, there was not as much hesitation. Definitely a lot of warnings, you know, and them asking and making sure that we'd thought things through about wanting to start Flourish. But there was a lot less resistance and a lot more faith, I think. And then it's funny because it just absolutely made my day and made me feel so good too. Because when I talked to my mom about wanting to self-publish and publish the book that I've been working on, her reaction was just so incredible you know, she said how grateful she was for me. I'm just like, I just scrolled to it and how um, how much love and kindness I have that's Im- immeasurable. And she thinks that, you know, my launch of the book will be a huge success. And she ends with, you are the next Oprah. Best wishes. My dear Lord, Mary Lou. <laughs> we love Mary Lou. Um, but it's, it's interesting. You'll find, I think this is a natural course in everybody's life too, is that as they're expanding, expanding their vision, it may make people in your life feel uncomfortable and they could still be acting out of a place of love. But then as they see you stepping into that and getting success and traction from that, you'll find more acceptance and less hesitation and more support. And then, you know, those are really become really strong reinforcers. And I think that that's just a really natural path that we have to accept of others in that just because we have phenomenal dreams, not everybody may understand and it may take some time for them to get faith in your dreams too. Yeah. I also think that when you do have something that you really want to do and you're passionate about it, you really need to turn inward, not outward. Like you shouldn't. I I think that it can be really difficult if you look externally for approval of the situation. 
So when you ask your friends and your family, I'm thinking about doing this, but like, um, what do you guys think? And I think a lot of people, their family and friends will want to protect them and come from a loving place, but they'll be like, "Mm, I just don't know about it. When really what you need to do is turn inward and see what is it that I actually want to do? And if this is something that I'm so passionate about and like evaluate that, then you have to do it. You know, you can't look for external approval because that only comes from a place of insecurity, which I know is really extreme to say, but I'm only, I'm more so just talking from like personal experience. Like I remember a year and a half ago or like two years ago, I asked, um, I told one of my girlfriends that I was like, I think I'm, I think I want to start a blog. And this was like the early beginnings of when I started just like posting smoothie recipes on Sweet Green Soul. And she was like, oh, like, she didn't say no or anything, but she was just like, oh, yeah, I don't really read blogs. And like every single time that I thought about creating a blog after that, I was like, well, my one girlfriend doesn't read blogs, so I shouldn't do that. You know, so I think that there's a point where you have to turn inward and tell yourself that like, look, this is something that I really want to do. It doesn't matter what anyone else wants. You know, and I'm definitely not saying that like create a business idea based on like solely what you want to do, like create like knit hats for cats or something, like make sure that there's a market for it and everything like that. Like do problem and solution interviews, go talk to people and ask if this is something that they'd be interested. But like even before that step, like you have to tell your, you have to ask yourself if this is something that you should do. And sometimes looking externally for that approval can kind of backfire on you. I think that's such a good point too. And I think I, I think it's good that you guys mentioned too, that like a lot of times it's coming from like a loving place too, you know, if it's like your family or something like that, trying to protect you. But I think that's really good advice too, just because like you said, you know, if people, it might make people uncomfortable, but if you're really, if it's something that you really want to do, then you should be doing it anyway. And I think people struggle a lot with that probably in their family, you know, like, of course, your family just wants you to be in a secure and safe place. So if you're, you know, going to go out on a limb or take a risk, it's going to be nerve wracking for them too. Oh, absolutely. And I think especially as we get more mature, our risk tolerance decreases. And also different people have different capacity for risk. I think I am a significant risk taker even though I'm very, very conservative, but I know that that makes other people feel uncomfortable. I know that's certainly something that's made my parents feel uncomfortable because they're just like, steady job, steady income. Why would you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Even though they themselves are entrepreneurs. Right, which is the funniest thing of all. (laughs) And we love them so much and they've given me so much support. But I think what what I just want to share is that like, you know, no matter who is in your life coming from the most loving place is that they may have hesitations. And as they get older, aka sometimes your parents or whatnot, um, they may have more hesitations than you. Hey, everyone. Quick break to chat about the 60 Days to Launch Your Business course. We are so excited that we launched this course because we know that starting a business is a massive undertaking and there is essentially no rule books on how to do it right. We created this course to encompass everything you need to know in order to build a successful foundation to launch and grow your business. I literally wish that I had had this course 
when I started Dean Street Law, when I started Flourish. And I am so happy now that I have it, that I'm launching my books and personal brand. Yeah. So the 60 days to launch your business course is an information packed. I kid you not information packed course also supplemented with a hundred plus page guide. We go over everything like tools, guidance, templates that we actually use in our businesses every day. Um, And there's homeworks for checkpoints along the way. And you'll come out of this course with an understanding of how to go from ideation to launch and form an actual legitimate business with a background and everything that you need to know from branding, marketing, legalities, all the things, literally all the things. I mean, there's so much content, 100 page guide, 16 audios, templates, homework, everything. It is literally what took us years and what we're hoping to save you. Like that was Uh, I mean, I have loved being an entrepreneur, but gathering all the information on how to do it has been a pain in the butt. And I just wish that I had had it all in one place so that it was just like a breath of fresh air. Being an entrepreneur is exciting and you should have it all at your fingertips. And that's what we wanted. You can find all the information on the course in the show notes. And we have a discount for y'all. Yeah, you can use the code WGT for We Grow Together for a 10% off and hope you enjoy it. So what are some other ways that you guys dream up dreams and expand your vision? Case, take the reins. <laughs> well, um, I'm definitely like a daydreamer. I'm a Libra, so I'm an air sign. So I'm like constantly in my head about, you know, dreaming up dreams. I think for me, it's more, I'm very visual. So on Pinterest, I have like my life in 10 board, my, you know, future home board, my 2020 board. So I like to kind of dream up my dreams in that sense. And just even this quarantine, like I actually, this was inspired from a previous episode, Laura, but you were talking about how you had like, before you launched Flourish or Dean Street Law, you had had like um, things already kind of mapped out a little bit for different positions in the company like that. So I just started creating like a a color storyboard on my Pinterest. Like, I don't know what my business is, but if I had one, this would be the color story. You know what I mean? So I like to do it pretty, pretty visually for me personally. What about you, Lindsay? So I feel like I would not define myself as a dreamer. (laughs) I'm like the person with like a cloud over that. Okay. No, but I do feel like I'm not so much as like, I wouldn't say quote unquote a dreamer for me. That seems like very much so like a fairy tale world like kind of word. So I feel like for me, it's more so things that I want in my life. And that's how I view it. And I think that what helps me is thinking more so like the why behind why I want those things. So like, I really lately have been thinking about that I want to build my own house. Um, And I feel like super confident in the fact that like, I could do this. I know exactly how I want my house to look. I know exactly what I want the flow to be like. I definitely would need help on like a certain, like certain areas, definitely like building the house and, um, and like interior design and stuff like that. But I feel very confident in the fact that I would want to build my house and I could do that. So because I have this in my mind, I always come back to like, okay, well, this isn't the easiest way to do things. Like the easiest way is to just like take out a loan, buy a house that's on the market, 
and then like settle in. So I just keep thinking about like why this is something that I really want to do. And it's like when I come across my own apartment where I'm living now and I'm like, oh, like I wish that my kitchen was in this position in relation to the family room so that like I could be chatting and like in the like activity area and stuff, even though I'm like spending a lot of my time in the kitchen. So I think that that's like a very small example. But for me and the things that I dream of that I want in my life, it always more so comes down to like, why do I want these things? And I think for a lot of people who are dreaming of like leaving their nine to five and starting a, a new business, something that they have to come come back to constantly is like, why, why am I doing this? You know, so it's not going to be easy. And, um, and it's helpful to come back to like, why do I want this? I want my own business because I want financial freedom. I want that dinner time with my family to be something special where I don't have to stay late at the office for, you know, so like, always coming back to like the why and the purpose behind that dream, I think is something that's really important. I love that. And you had a huge transformation too. First of all, I'm super, super excited. And I think you are a dreamer, but you have a very practical approach to it. And I love your practical approach. And I love that there are differences between the three of us because I think there's going to be different listeners who identify with different aspects of what each of us are saying. So of course, as always, if there's something that resonates with you, go with that. And then, you know, the rest of it is just information for food for thought. Um, But you also had a huge transformation that you talked about in our financial management workshop where you wanted to become a millionaire out of nowhere. Yeah. So in our financial, um, in our money management workshop, we, I actually didn't talk during that the entire time. That was led by um, Laura and Jenna, Jenny, sorry. That was led by Laura and Jenny. And, but at the end, I thought there was like a small part that was missing. And I just feel like I wanted to talk about limiting beliefs because something, um, especially when you're talking about financials and financial planning, it's really easy to stay within your scope. So your scope right now is your current income and your current disposable income. But it's also important to like manifest that you can grow that. And something that can kind of work against you is limiting beliefs. So thinking to yourself that uh, I could never be that person that makes a million dollars. I could never be that person who who has enough money to afford a beach house and my own current house. So I think that limiting beliefs are really, really a struggle. And it's something that I know that I deal with personally. I feel like I, unfortunately, I come from a very insecure spot when I have limiting beliefs. But um, I remember at, and I talked about this during the workshop, but at the Rachel Hollis business conference, there was a section where you wrote down like your goal and you wrote down your your one number that like you would love to see in your bank account, like, and you wrote down what that would mean for you. So that one number in my bank account, I think I wrote down and it was like, I think it was like 50 grand or something like that. And then I looked over at Laura's paper and Laura's paper had a million dollars. And I was like, well, what the heck? I was like, if this girl can dream of a million dollars, why can't I? So I was like, by the end of the conference, I was like, I was like, F it. 
I'm putting down a million dollars. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> and like, who knows if that's going to actually happen or not. But if I'm not putting it out there, then it's definitely not going to happen. Maybe if I'm putting it out there and the universe hears me, then there's like a glimmer of light and something in the universe starts churning and you just like bring that abundance to your life. So Absolutely. And I announced in the financial workshop, the money management workshop, that I want to be a billionaire. And I'm putting it on record right here, right now, that I want to be a billionaire. I want to be like JK Rowling and be an author that's successful. And I think that would be the second author to ever become a self-made billionaire. Yes. Yes. Yes, girl. Snaps for Laura. I love this. And do we love that the first self-made billionaire author is a woman because I love that. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Mm -hmm. And I just love – She's a billionaire. J.K. Rowling's a billionaire. So she actually, I think, donated so much that she took herself out of the billionaire category. What a angel human being. Wow. I know. To be a billionaire and be like, eh, I'm going to donate a lot of this. But that's amazing. I was going to say, I don't think that I would want to become a billionaire because I don't think I would want that much money because then it's like, does it get to your head? Like, I feel like I would pull a JK Rowling where I'd be like, okay, this is too much for me now. I'm going to give it to someone else, go to something good. I feel like I would be like, this is too much. I don't need all of this. I was actually just reading an article that she had depression and anxiety when she was poor and then she actually had very similar depression and anxiety when she became so wealthy so quickly because the change happened so quickly. I mean, could you imagine being on welfare for so long, the equivalent of welfare in the UK, and then going from that to all of a sudden, not only wealthy, but so many people in the world know your name. Yeah, that's yeah. You have theme parks based on like the books that you wrote. (laughs) Right. I know. So that was huge. But I mean, I find so much inspiration from that and Kylie Jenner. I mean, Kylie Jenner, whether you want to argue that she's self-made or not because, you know, her family has a lot of PR and media around them. I mean, she started her own cosmetics company. That was not anybody else but her. And she's become a billionaire and the youngest billionaire to date. And I love that she's the youngest billionaire to date that's a woman. Yeah, totally. The future's female, for sure. I know. I love it. It's so cool. I think there's so many inspiring stories out there that you can pull from. And those are, you know, you don't have to be monetarily driven. And I'm not monetarily driven. But there's also nothing wrong with having monetary goals and having really, really big ones because I am impact-driven and that's what decides my day-to-day actions. That's what decides what I pour my energy and my heart into, but they're not mutually exclusive. And I feel like there's, especially for women, a lot of stigma around taking pride in really lofty financial goals and then also taking pride in really wonderful humanitarian goals. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And I don't think that it's necessarily that you're money driven. I think that anyone who has monetary goals, it's not that you're money driven. It's that it's what the money represents. So it's not always that like you want to be a millionaire just because you want to be like 
sleeping in bundles of cash. It's because if you're a millionaire, that means that like you can send your kids to the best college. That means that like you can get out of debt finally. That means that like you can build a home and like an addition for your for your mother who needs a place to live or something. So sometimes it's not it's not really the actual money. It's what that money represents and the purpose that it carries in your life. I absolutely agree with that. And and I think that's truly a big part of my reasoning and my drive as well. I mean, so right now, Flourish is basically at income zero and we have been since the quarantine started. So our business is shut down. Our income sources are generally shut down. We're obviously pivoting and putting a lot of effort forth into our workshops and developing our online community. But that's taken a massive financial hit. And so Dean Street Law is my and our only source of income. And that's directly proportionate to every hour that I work. And so I've been working on the weekends. I've been working, you know, around the clock almost, but in a very healthy way since I don't have other obligations. Uh, because every time that a legal opportunity arises, I'm jumping on it because that secures our future and that's me feeling comfortable that, you know, we have wages for you guys set aside for months. And that makes me feel really comfortable and happy. But I would love to be a millionaire. So I never have to think about like making sure that we that we have money to pay salaries and everything. But like the realistic of being a small business owner is that I think that that's something that a lot of people think about. And then another reason why I'm monetarily driven is that I so believe in investing what we receive back into the work that we're doing. And since my work is so impact driven, that's truly just feeding the cycle of the impact that you're able to put into the world because as you generate more income, you're able to put that income into creating impact. And, you know, these projects and books and everything take a lot of income. And every impact that you want to make, if you want to deliver water or you want to deliver medicine or care or any idea that you have to make the world a better place, it probably is going to cost money. That's so true. And I feel like it all, you know, everything you guys are saying, and especially that, it all comes back to like the why. And I think you're right. I think there is a stigma about, you know, wanting to have monetarily driven goals, but I think, you know, it represents something different for everyone. And I think that that's okay. And just coming back to, you know, the reason why you have these certain goals is super important. Yeah. Well, why don't we wrap things up? Um, I know we've talked a little bit about our strategies for expanding our goals and hopefully it's left you with some good nuggets. I also have a life audit and edit workbook that's available. I'm sharing sharing it for free with everybody to share some good news. And so if you go to the link in the show notes and for the workbook, you'll see it. And it's a 50-page workbook and it's how I organize and implement all of my goals. So once you dream up all of your big, big goals, you really have to put into place some structure to make sure that you're able to execute those. So that's really what the workbook dives into. And you can use the code good news for 
the free workbook, 50 pages of how I dream up, organize, and execute on my biggest ideas. Very cool. And then everyone, if you don't mind, we would so, so, so appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel and if you rate and review the podcast. And if you do rate and review the podcast, um, send us a screenshot to our Instagram at Flourish Westchester and you will be entered into our giveaway to win one free month at Flourish. And we'll be picking one winner for each episode. Yeah, let's do it. One winner for each episode. Oh my God, I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Thank you all. I hope you have an amazing day and dream your biggest dreams. Thanks, guys. See ya. Oh my goodness, guys. We have literally the most exciting announcement for you guys. I feel like I'm about to like jump up and down. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. This has been such a long time coming. We worked on this over the pandemic. I'm so excited we can finally announce it and release it to everyone. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, please. <laughs> we are launching the 60 Days to Launch Your Business course. It is so epic, so juicy. Everything that I wish that I had had when I was starting Dean Street Law when I was starting Flourish, we compiled years of experience into this. And as you guys know, I counsel hundreds of businesses. I also really dove into those experiences too and put it all in this nice, beautiful package so that you guys know what to do as you're starting a business. Yeah. And the course has actually already been launched. It's live right now. You guys can take it, um, enjoy it. And ultimately, we wanted to create this. And I love, Case, you said this before, that starting a business is such a huge undertaking. And there's really no how-tos, rule books, anything like that. So we wanted to create a course that had everything in it that you need to know to get your business up, running, and build the successful foundation that you need in order to grow your business. Absolutely. It should be stress-free. It should be fun. It should be something that you're excited about and feel confident about because you know you have your footing in the right place. There's so many people that this works for. If you're thinking that you want to start a business in five years, in one year, it's super really helpful because it breaks down all the steps so you can start planning for it. And I even talk in the course about how some of these steps I had started planning years before I even opened the business because they were ideas ruminating in my head. So it really starts to get you ready for that next step. And if you are ready for that next step, this is perfect. It outlines absolutely everything. It breaks it down into modules so that it's super easy to to digest and it really puts a lot of thought into what needs to come first and where to put your energy and focus so that you're efficient and you're just knocking out of the park. But honestly, it's also amazing for seasoned entrepreneurs if you already have your business up and running. I'm actually going to be going back through the course myself for Dean Street Law because I started it without it and it just is a really good way for you to 
focus back on all the fundamentals of your business and see how can I level up? How can I make this better? How can I make the next year even more strategic and seamless and feel that much more epic and amazing? You know that we love to provide resources for epic entrepreneurs, soulful companies. I'm just so excited for you to have this in your hands. Me too. And this is seriously such an incredible resource. There's so much amazing information. We have the guide that you get when you take the course. It includes 16 audio recordings. The guide is over 100 pages. Within the guide, we have templates for things that we use for Dean Street Law and Flourish. Um, And it also includes homework. So there are little checkpoints throughout when you're taking the course so that you can really be super involved in learning and getting as much as you can out of it, which is so important. We're just so excited. And ultimately coming out of this course, you're going to gain an understanding of how to go exactly from ideation to form a legitimate business. Um, And you'll get a background from everything from like branding to marketing, legalities, problem and solution interviews. We go through seriously everything in this course And I'm so excited to offer this to you guys because it's one of the number one questions that we get at Flourish is either like, will you have an event on starting a business or will you have an event on like the foundations of business or do you guys offer coaching, all that good stuff. So this is essentially like if you guys are solopreneurs, like this is like coaching with us. So I'm excited too, because I feel like being a solopreneur is One, it's kind of overwhelming because you never really know like where is the starting point. So this will lead you through step by step on how to actually form your business and when to do what. And then also it can be like kind of lonely too. So you have information and guidance from all three of us. So we're like your little support system. And I'm just excited for you guys to check this out and to start your business, to grow your business And honestly, just to become even that much more successful. Yay. I can't wait. And let us know if there are any other courses that you'd like. We have a couple more that are releasing soon. We have two in progress, one for social media and one for time management. You guys know I'm obsessed with that. So DM us at Flourish Westchester or if there are any other courses or other resources you guys want us to put together. We always like to make sure that we're providing resources that you guys want. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting us. It means the world to us. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Dean Street Law is our sister company. I'm Laura Francesco, founder and CEO of Dean Street Law. It's a corporate law firm that helps you with everything corporate law and has tons of free resources and guides on our website that you can find everything from protecting your company from liability, forming a startup, and the different types of entities, all the way to intellectual property and social media. So if you'd like some free information on the legal aspects of your business, head over to deanstreetlaw.com, and you can also find us on Instagram at Dean Street Law. We provide a lot of free information and always feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. Mm-hmm.